Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Alternate Oscars. I am your host, Game Quine, and with every episode, I, along with a special guest, will be celebrating and awarding a film speech year starting in 1928. We'll discuss our brief thoughts on each film we nominate and comment on the actual Oscar year and some fun details on the ceremony. A few rules we always follow. We'll strictly follow the reminder list of eligible releases. Those can be found on the website and the oscargoes2.com. The amount of categories will also change and evolve over time as sort of tie into the Academy's evolution over time. We're going to fast forward to this year's Oscar ceremony. The films, or last, the last ceremony we just had, um, the films of 2021. And joining me will be the Oscar juggernaut. Um, hi. Hello. Um, hello, hello, hello. Welcome, more. Or, yeah. <laughs> so, um, I guess, how's your day been today? Um, how have you been doing today? I should ask. Uh, well, thank you for asking. Um, just had a good, nice, good breakfast in the afternoon, you know, mm-hmm. as per usual <laughs> for me with cereal and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah it's, it's been it's been peaceful. That's good. Um, I did wake up to some crazy news that we might get to later on, though. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to that. Um. Usually, um, I ask. Um, usually, I ask my guests going into this um, about their favorite films that were not on the eligibility list, but I'm not sure what that looks like at the moment. So, I'm not sure if we want to go into that question. Um, yeah, because I I wouldn't know. I, I I probably would say nah, because um, I don't think I've watched um, like over a hundred films or or something like that. I don't think I've yeah. watched films that aren't eligible. <laughs> yeah. Um so I guess now we can just dive into our nominees. Um and what we do is that we start with the last category, visual effects, and then excuse me, and then with the first best picture. And um uh, we always take turns um, announcing our category, our nominees with the guests going first. So would you like to take it away um, with yeah. the first category, with the with visual effects? Yeah, I'll take it away with the nominees that I nominated for visual effects. And they are Dune, Eternals, Free Guy, the Matrix Resurrections, and Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Very nice. Um, so my nominees are Dune, Paul Lambert, Tristan Miles, Brian Connor, Jordan Nefser, for Godzilla vs. Kong, John Jordan, Ryan Iroda, Kevin Andrew Smith, and Michael Minardis, for The Green Knight, Kev Cahill, Eric Sandin, Michael Cousins, and Nicholas Bateman, for the Matrix Resurrections, Dan Glass, UJ Evans, Tom Debenham, and JD Schwalm. And for the Suicide Squad, Kelvin DeGoyne, Jonathan Faulkner, Guy Williams, and Daniel Sudet. All right. So here are my nominees for the next category Best Film Editing Belfast, Mass, Summer of Soul, Tick Tick Boom, and Teton. Nice. My nominees are For the Power of the Dog, 
Peter Siberas, for Summer of Soul, Joshua L. Pearson, for Tick Tick Boom, Myron Kirstein and Andrew Weisblum, for Zola, Joey McMillan, and for the worst person in the world, Olivia Vogue Kaut. All right. Here are my five nominees for costume design. Cruella, Cyrano, Dune, Eternals, and West Side Story. Nice. So my nominees are Cruella, Cyrano, Last Night in Soho, Spencer, and West Side Story. All right. My nominees for makeup and hairstyling, they are Cruella, Dune, The Eyes of Tammy Faye, House of Gucci, and Tita. Very nice. Those are all good choices. Um, but my nominees are um, for Dune, Donald Moat, Love Larson, and Eva Von Barr. For the Green Knight, Audrey Doyle, Barry Gower, and Elaine Buggy. For the last duel, Matteo Silvi, Luca Vanilla, and Alexis Continent. Uh, Continent. Or Continente. I don't know how to pronounce the name. Yeah, for the last night in Soho, Elizabeth Yanni Giordio, and Barry Gower. For Titan, Flora Mason, Olivier L. Afonso, and Antoine Mancini. And I forgot to um, say uh, who the nominees for costume design were, like the people. So um, for Kuala, Jenny Brevin, for Cyrano, Massimo Cantini, Parini, and Jacqueline Duran. For Last Night in Soho, for Last Night in Soho, Odile Dix Maru, or Moreau, for Spencer, Jacqueline Duran, and for West Side Story, Paul Tazewell. Alrighty. Here are my nominees for Best Cinematography. They are Belfast, Dune, Nightmare Alley, The Tragedy of Macbeth, and West Side Story. Nice. Um, I know Belfast is kind of a divisive film, especially its cinematography. Yeah, I just feel like um, thematically, it worked for me a lot. Well, so did passing, but also I felt like the the light. I like the lighting choices. I like the. Um, I did like some of the camera placements in that movie, and I also liked, you know, the uh, the contrast and the resolution. It, it really worked for me. The cinematography in Belfast, unlike most people. That's interesting. Um, uh, so my nominees are for Judas and the Black Messiah, John Bobbitt. For Passing, Edward Rowe. Um, for Power of the Dog, Ari Wagner. For Spencer, Claire Mazon. And for The Tragedy of Macbeth, Bruno Delbonel. All right. So here are my nominees for Best Production Design. They are... Dune, The French Dispatch, Nightmare Alley, The Tragedy of Macbeth, and West Side Story. Nice. Um, so for my nominees, I have 
for the French Dispatch, production design by Adam Stockhausen and set decoration by Rina D'Angelo. For the Green Knight, production design by Jade Healy and set decoration by Jenny Ullman. For Nightmare Alley, production design by, Tom, uh, by Tamara de Burrell and set decoration by Shane Bio. For Spencer, production design by Guy Hedrick's Dias and set decoration by Yasin Zolan. And for The Tragedy of Macbeth, production design by Stefan Duchant and set decoration by Nancy Hay. So the next category, Best Sound Mixing. I'm glad we're splitting sound categories here because I advocate that. Um, my nominees are Belfast, Dune, Memoria, The Tragedy of Macbeth, and West Side Story. I like those choices. Um, so my nominees are for Dune, John Bartlett, Doug Hemphill, and Macklin. For In the Heights, Louis Goldstein, John Orcus, and Drew Cunnan. For Judas and the Black Messiah, Skip Livesay, Rich Belonga, and Marlo Taylor. For Power of the Dog, Robert McKenzie, Tara Webb, and Richard Flynn. And for Summer of Soul, Paul Hazu, Paul Massey, Robert Fernandez, and Emily Strong. I do like that Summer of Soul nomination for sound mixing. For the category of best sound editing, my nominees are Belfast, Dune, Free Guy, Memoria, and The Tragedy of Macbeth. I do like video game sound editing, sound effects. <laughs> That's why I chose Free Guy. So, um, my nominees are for Dune, Mark Amangini, and Theo Green. For The Harder They Fall, Richard King. For Last Night Soho, Julian Slater and Dan Morgan. For No Time to Die, Oliver, Oliver Carney and James Harrison. For A Quiet Place Part 2, Ethan Vanderin and Eric Adel. All right. So for the category of Best Original Song, my nominees are BLI from King Richard, Keep the Beat from Vivo, Love's Gonna Pick You Up from Vivo, My Own Drum from Vivo, <laughs> and No Time to Die from No Time to Die. Nice. Um, I appreciate the Vivo love. Haven't seen it, but I know it's another Lynn Manuel Miranda movie from this year. Please, if for those who haven't seen it or that's been lost in their radar, go see it. It's really good. I really like that movie. So my nominees are from Encanto, Dos Oroquitas, Music and Lyrics by Lin Miranda. From Barb and Star Go to Visa Del Mar, Edgar's Prayer, Music by Andrew Felton's John Now, Dana Nielsen, Danny Dunlap, and Jeremy Ballinger. Uh, Ballinger. Um, music, oh, lyrics by Kristen Wiig and Andy Mobolo. Um, for from Judas and the Black Messiah, "Fight for You," music by um by her and Demile, and lyrics by her and Tiara Thomas. From No Time to Die, No Time to Die, musical lyrics by Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell. 
from mm-hmm. Annette. So may we start music and lyrics by Ron and Russell Mail. Uh, I didn't even know Christian Wick worked on <clears throat> the song for Edgar's Prayer. That's quite interesting. Um, all right, best original score. Nominees are Dune, Luca, The Power of the Dog, Spencer, and Vivo. Um, my nominees are um, on Zimmer for Dune, Daniel Hart for Green Knight, Alberto Iglesias for Parallel Mothers, Johnny Greenwood for The Power of the Dog, and Dickon Hinchliffe for The Lost Daughter. Nice. I really, I really like the jazz tracks from The Lost Daughter, um, especially yeah. at the beginning of the movie. All right, so for best casting, my nominees are Belfast. Don't look up. The harder they fall. Mass and West Side Story. Nice. Um. So my nominees for best casting are Dakota, Deborah, Willa, Tristan Wood, and Lisa Victoria. For in the Heights, Tiffany Little Canfield and Bernard Telsey, for Judas and Black Messiah, Alexa L. Fogel, for Mass, Allison Estrin and Henry Russell Bergstein, for and for Power of the Dog, Nina Gold, Carmen Cuba, Nikki Barrett, and Tina Cleary. Mm-hmm. All right. Here are my nominees for best stunts, or as I like to call them, best stunt coordination. The nominees that I have are Black Widow, The Matrix Resurrections, No Time to Die, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, and Spider-Man No Way Home. Nice. Um, so my nominees are Dune, Tom Strutters, The Harder They Fall, Keith Woolard, The Matrix Resurrections, Kier Beck, Volkart Block, uh, Volkart Block, Stephen Dunleavy, uh, Stephen Dunleavy, and Paul Leonard. For No Time to Die, Lee Morrison. Uh, for No Time to Die, Lee Morrison. And for Shang-Chi and the Legend of Ten Rings, Andy Chang. Mm-hmm. Cool, 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 cool. And then for animated short film, I mean, since we didn't watch a lot of these short films, we just went for the Oscar five as nominees. I'm just going uh, to skip them. Okay. Yeah. I, my personal animated short film winner, though, is Bestia, because I watched um, four out of the five nominees. I didn't watch Box Ballet, but of the ones that I watched, Bestia is my favorite. Nice. All right. So, so we're skipping live action short film as well, right? Yeah, we're just going to go over to um, you can you can see yours if you want, but I just feel like I don't feel like like I can personally go into it that well. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, live action short. It's just the Oscar five. I like you take it wrong. The dress, the long goodbye, on my mind. Please hold. And the only one I saw is the long goodbye. So, <laughs> yeah, let's just uh, move on to documentary feature.
where I have different nominees than the Oscar five. Not totally different, but some of them are different. And so my five nominees for Best Documentary Feature are Attica, Billie Eilish, The World's a Little Blurry, Flea, In the Same Breath, and Procession. Nice. Um... So for my nominees, I have um, the Oscar five, but I feel like this is a strong five. Ascension, Jessica Kingdon, Kira Simon Kennedy, and Truesdale for Attica, Stanley Nelson, and Tracy A. Curry for mm-hmm. Flea, um, Jonas Poor Rasmussen, Monica Paulstrom, Signa Beard Sorensen, and Charlotte de la Guarneri. For Summer of Soul, Questlove, um, Joseph Patel, Robert Fivalent, and David Dynerstein. For Writing with Fire, Rinsu Thomas, and Sushmit Gosh. Nice. For Best International Feature Film, my five nominees are Drive My Car, Japan, Flea, Denmark, A Hero, Iran, The Summit of the Gods, Luxembourg, and Titan, France. Nice. Um... So for my nominees, um, I have Drive My Car from Japan, directed by Sophie Hamaguchi, Flee from Denmark, directed by Jonas Paul Rasmussen, for A Hero, A Hero from Iran, directed by Asghar Faradi, Parallel Mothers from Spain, directed by Pedro Almodovar, and The Worst Person in the World from Norway. Directed by Jojim Trier. Faradi is being um, indicted for copyright, but I think we'll get to that a little later. (laughs) That's not great. For best animated feature film, my five nominees are Encanto, Flea, the Mitchells versus the Machines, The Summit of the Gods, and Vivo. Nice. Um, so my nominees are Encanto, Jared Bush, uh, Byron Howard, Yvette Marino, and Clark Spencer, Flea, Jonas Paul Rasmussen. Monica Hellstrom, Signe Sorensen, and Charlotte Neri, Luca, um, Enrico Casaroca, and, and Andrea Wyron, Mitchells vs. the Machines, Mike Rianda, Phil Lord, Christopher Miller, and Kurt Albright, Andrea and the Last Drive, Don Hall, Carlos Lopez Estrada, Osnat Shearer, and Peter Del Vecchio. Yeah, it's the Oscar five. Yeah. And, and I stand by the fact that Disney Plus, as, as I have been saying um, for about, uh, as per last year, 2021, Disney Plus is the reason why 
um, Luca and Raya were able to stick around for so long because of their popularity on Disney Plus. Yeah, they stuck around to the best animated feature film conversation. But anywho, on to the next category. We have best adapted screenplay. My five nominees are Drive My Car, The Last Duel, Passing, The Power of the Dog, and The Summit of the Gods. I think Summit of the Gods is based off of a TV show. Um, so my nominees are Drive My Car, Ryosuke Hamaguchi and Kamasaka Oe, In the Heights, Kira Algeria Hughes, Passing, uh, Passing, Rebecca Hall, Power of the Dog, Jane Campion, and Zola, Jennings Bravo, and Jeremy O'Harris. Cool. On to the next category for Best Original Screenplay. My five nominees are Come On, Come On, Don't Look Up, The Harder They Fall, Mass, and Teton. Nice. Um, so my nominees are Come On, Come On, Mike Mills, The Harder They Fall, James Samuel, and Bose Yakin. Judas and the Black Messiah, Will Burson, Shaka King, Keith Lucas, and Kenny Lucas, Licorice Pizza, Paul Thomas Anderson, and Parallel Mothers, Pedro Almodovar. All right, cool. Um, my, here are my five nominees for Best Supporting Actress. Katrina Balfe, Belfast. Ariana DeBose, West Side Story. Hand out, Mass, Anjanu Ellis, King Richard, and Martha Plimpton, Mass. Sweet. Uh, my nominees are Olga Merides in In the Heights, Dominic Fishback in Judas and Black Messiah, Luz Nega in Passing, Kristen Dunst in Power of the Dog, and Anne Dowd in Mass. Cool. Cool, cool. Um, my nominees for Best Supporting Actor are Reed Burney, Mass, Jamie Dornan, Belfast, Idris Elba, The Harder They Fall, Jason Isaacs, Mass, and Lakeith Stanfield, The Harder They Fall. Sweet. Um, I have Troy Kotzer and Coda, Lakeith Stanfield, and Judas and Lock Messiah. Reed Bierney in Mass, Cody Smith McPhee in Power of the Dog, and Coleman Domingo in Zola. Mm -hmm. um, his Nigerian accent in the movie is funny, um, but also weird and slightly and kind of wrong too. But anyway, I say that because I'm, I'm Nigerian. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anywho, for Best Lead Actress, um, my five nominees are Jessica Chastain, The Eyes of Tammy Faye, Lady Gaga, House of Gucci, Alana Haim, Licorice Pizza, Nicole Kidman, Being the Ricardos, and Kristen Stewart, Spencer. Cool. 
nice. Um, I have Tessa Thompson in passing, Riley Keough in Zola, Taylor Page in Zola, Marka Plimpton in Mass, and Alana Haim in Whitbush Pizza. Cool. cool. For the category of Best Lead Actor, my five nominees are Javier Bardem being the Ricardos, Benedict Cumberbatch, The Power of the Dog, Leonardo DiCaprio, Don't Look Up, Andrew Garfield, and Tick, Tick, Boom, and Will Smith, King Richard, who we will talk about later. <laughs> <laughs> I have Walking Phoenix and Come On, Come On, Hitoshi nice. Nishijima and Drive My Car, Daniel Kaluuya and Judas in the Black Messiah, Jason Isaacs and Mass, and Andrew Garfield and Tick, Tick, Boom. For the category of Best Director, my five nominees are Kenneth Branagh, Belfast, Jane Campion, The Power of the Dog, Jimmy Chin and Elizabeth Chai, Bassar Heli, The Rescue, Julia Ducournau, Teton, and Steven Spielberg, West Side Story. Nice. Um... My nominees are Shaka King for Judas and the Black Messiah, Ryusuke Hamaguchi for Drive My Car, Rebecca Hall for Passing, Jane Campion for The Power of the Dog, and Janessa Bravo for Zola. Nice. And finally, the final category here, Best Picture. My 10 nominees are Attica, Billie Eilish, The World's a Little Blurry, Come On, Come On, Drive My Car, Flee, In the Same Breath, Mass, Procession, The Rescue, and Teton. Nice. Um, my nominees are Come On, Come On, um, Chelsea Bernard, Lydia Cube, and Andrea Long White, uh, producers, Drive My Car, Terahisa, uh, Yamamoto, producer, In the Heights, Lynn Manuel Miranda, Mara Jacobs, Scott Sanders, and Anthony Brenton, producers, Judas and the Black Messiah, Charles B. King, Shaka King, and Ryan Kugler, producers. Licorice Pizza, Sarah Murphy, Adam Sumner, and, and Paul Thomas Anderson producers. For Passing, Nina Yang, Bon Jovi, Forrest Whitaker, Mark Pand, and Rebecca Hall producers. The Power of the Dog, um, Tanya Sagachi, and Jane Campion, Emil Sherman, Ian Canning, and Roger Frappier producers. Summer of Soul, um, David Dinerstein, Robert Fibelink, Joseph Patel producers. Tick, Tick, Boom, Brian Grazer, Ron Howard, Lin-Manuel Miranda, and Julie L. Producers, Anne Zola, Christine Vachon, Cara Baker, Elizabeth Hackard, Dave Franco, and Gia Walsh Producers. Wait, did you say Dave Franco? Yep, he's a producer on Zola. Oh, snaps. I did not know that. <laughs> wow, good for him. Nice. Did, like, the... Dave Franco, brother of, you know who, James Franco. Nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All righty. 
So next up, are we going to announce winners for this category for our yep. categories? Um, yep. So um, I just find it inter uh, interesting though how we um have Marcy Clifton in different categories. Yeah, because um you know at first um I did I was considering putting Plimpton and Isaacs in lead. Um, I think when they were all campaigned in supporting, at first I I was thinking about it for quite a while, and I'm just like, hmm, you know what? I think it, it makes sense either way, um, whether they are lead or supporting, but I was just leaning more toward them all being supporting because I personally felt like there wasn't leads in the movie and that they were all, you know, um, on equal equal playing fields or something like that but yeah i understand it if people don't think that way but you know i just kind of agreed with the the campaign in that instance i could have just easily said no i don't believe that they're all supporting that two of them are lead two of them supporting but i just decided to go with all of them supporting this time Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so I guess now we go to our winners. Um, so as usual, we start with the last category, which effects, and then with the first best picture, we take turns announcing our winners. And um, uh, um, and of course, um, we take turns and also our winners with the guests going first. Um, so starting back visual effects. Okay, so starting back with visual effects. Um, the winner uh, for me um, for visual effects is Doom. Paul Lambert, Tristan Miles, Brian O'Connor, and Gerd Nefser. Nice. Um, so uh, my winner, visual effects, is Dune, Paul Lambert, Tristan Miles, Brian Connor, and Jordan Nefser. Mm. It's almost unanimous across the board. You yeah. ask anybody who's the yeah. best visual effects is Dune. Uh, for the category of best film editing, the winner of that category for me is Summer of Soul, Joshua L. Pearson. Nice. And my winner is Zola, Joey McMillan. Nice. Um, for best costume design, the winner of this category for me is Cruella, Jenny Bevan. Nice. Uh, my winner is, for costume design is Spencer Jacqueline Duran. All right. For makeup and hairstyle, the winner of this category for me is The Eyes of Tammy Faye. And uh, the duo is Stephanie Ingram and Linda Doubts. 
I just looked it up right now. <laughs> oh, and also Justin Riley is also one of the winners. And Justin Riley. Um, and my winner is um last night in Soho, Elizabeth Yanni Giorgio and Barry Gower. All right. Um, for best cinematography, I'm sure you and I agree with this both. Um, the winner is the tragedy of Macbeth, Bruno Delbanel, who does a better black and white than Belfast, in spite of me liking Belfast. <laughs> <laughs> And my winner is also Bruno Del Bonnell for the tragedy of Macbeth. Sweet. He should have won the Oscar. He should have been an Oscar winner right now. Yeah. That was insane cinematography. Uh, for best production design, the winner for me in this category is the French Dispatch. Production design, Adam Stockhausen, set decoration, Rena D'Angelo. Um, my winner for production design is The Tragedy of Macbeth, production design by Stefan Dechant, and set decoration by Nancy Hay. Nice. Nice, nice. For best sound mixing, the winner of this category for me is Doom, Ron Bar Bartlett, Doug Hemphill, and Mac Ruth. And my winner is also Dune, um, Ron Bartlett, Doug Hemphill, and Mac Bruce. All right. Um, my winner in best sound editing is also Dune. And in sound editing, my winner is The Harder They Fall, Richard King. And the Doom people who did the um, sound editing were Mark A. Mangini and Theo Green. Yeah. For best original song, the winner for me in that category is Be Alive from King Richard. That was done by Beyonce, Noles Carter, and Dixon. Nice. Um, and not one of the reindeers. Sorry. <laughs> and and we can cheer. We can celebrate Beyonce finally have an Oscar nomination. Mm -hmm. Um, but my winner is No Time to Die from No Time to Die. Music and lyrics by Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell. Awesome. They deserve to win, honestly. Yeah. Best original score. Um, my winner is Doom on Zimmer. I'm glad he got a second Oscar, even though he wasn't there. Hmm. Yeah. Um, and my winner is for the Green Knight, Dangle Hearts. Okay. So, for best casting, um, to be honest with you, I'm not. I wasn't so sure if we if we were differentiating casting from best ensemble. So I put my best ensemble nominees here for casting, actually. 
Um, but my winner is Mass. Nice. And my winner is... I was going with Power of the Dog, but then I thought about it and decided I wanted to go with... It's kind of tough, but I go with Coda on this one. Oh, interesting. What made you change your mind? I'm not sure. Um, that, and, that, that team is, is a fan of this. I'll, I'll say that. Um, shall we move on to best stunts? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, for best stunt coordination, best stunts, the winner in that category for me is Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Nice. Um, and my winner in best stunts is still Tom Struthers. Mm, interesting. You were, you, I think you previously had the harder they fall. Yeah, I think I changed to Dune. Um, I like the bus scene in Shang-Chi and all the Kung Fu stunts. Reminds me of, you know, the Jackie Chan movies and stuff like that. Anywho, um, let's go all the way to best documentary feature because we are skipping the shorts. Um, the winner for that category for me is... Attica. Nice. Um, my winner for documentary is Summer of Soul. I love Joseph Hell, Robert Pipeline, and David Dinerstein. Awesome. For Best International Feature Film, my winner in this category. I was unfortunately snubbed for the shortlist um, this past season was Is Titan from France, directed by Julia Ducournau. At least she got a director nomination at the battle. Yeah. Um, my winner is Drive My Car from Japan, directed by Ryusuke Hamaguchi. For best animated feature film. Best animated feature film. The winner of this category for me is Flea. And my winner for animated feature film is also Flea, Jonas Paul Rasmussen. And the winners are Jonas, Jonas Paul Rasmussen, Monica Hellstrom, Sangna Bjorn Sorensen, and Charlotte Dillard-Bornieri. And let the record show, we might go into this later, um, but yeah, animation is not just for kids. And Flea is, is like a perfect example of that. It's a PG-13 rated adult animated film that's gloriously well made uh, with a harrowing story. And honestly, yeah, animation should, just, should not just be for an audience of kids. It's, it's for everybody. 
And it, yeah, yeah, it could be for kids. It could be for adults too. Best adapted screenplay. The winner of this category for me, you might agree with this, is Drive My Car, Ryusuke Hamaguchi and uh, Tamasaka Oi. Sweet. Um, and my winner for adapted screenplay is also um, is Drive My Car, Ryusuke Hamaguchi and Tamasaka Oi. Awesome. For the category of best original screenplay, the winner is Mike Mills for Come On, Come On. Nice. And I also have Come On, Come On, written by Mike Mills as my winner. All righty, then. Uh, for best supporting actress, uh, my winner of this category, very well deserved in my opinion, is Ariana DeBose for West Side Story. Who tore the house down? She did. <laughs> my winner is Olga Meredith in In the Heights. Mm. Uh, I was just drinking some water here because it's hot where I'm at. <laughs> All right, so for Best Supporting Actor, the winner for this category for me is Jason Isaacs for Mass, who I wish swept the season for Supporting Actor, or at least got nominated for a leave. <laughs> nice. Um... And my winner supporting actor is Coleman Domingo in Zola. Nice. For the category of lead actress, the winner for me in this category is Jessica Chastain, The Eyes of Tammy Faye. And my lead actress winner is Tessa Thompson in Passing. Yeah, very great layered performance from Tessa Thompson, who, who, um, well, I think was a little bit, you know, looked over too much all season long, should have been nominated for more. Yeah. Well, I'm glad she got a BAP nomination. I'm glad she did. For the category of best lead actor, the winner for me in this category is Will Smith for King Richard. And yeah. my winner and lead actor is Daniel Kaluuya, Judas and the Black Messiah. Nice. For the category of best director, the winners of this category for me, not that it's a tie between two films, but it's two directors directing one film, a documentary, um, might I add. Um, the winners are Jimmy Chin and Elizabeth Chai Basar-Heli for The Rescue. Nice. 
and my winner is, for director is Jane Campion for The Power of the Dog. Awesome. She directed that film with such expertise. And I can honestly see it on display um, every time I look at certain scenes. Directing is very strong. Um, my winner for the best picture category, my personal winner and favorite movie of the year is Attica. Nice. I do like that choice. Um, my winner is um, The Power of the Dog, Tanya Sagachi and Jane Campion, Emil Sherman, Ian Canning, and Roger Crappier, producers. Great, 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 great. That's good. So, um, now that we've gone through all that, yeah. um, do we want to talk about like some of the actual Oscar winners, including like the real Best Picture winner from this year? The real best picture winner, you say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, Coda. Like, oh, how yeah. that, how that um, won, and um, some of the stuff that went on in the ceremony. All the stuff oh. we've said, we'll get to. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I just the first thing that I want to get to out of the way. I briefly mentioned this a couple of minutes ago. Was the whole animated um thing. Uh, with regards to um, the presenters who were the Disney princesses and they were given a script to talk about animation. And in that script, um, they talk about how kids um, enjoy um, watching animation, animated movies over and over again. And that it's a good, um, and, th and that they're, they're a good target audience, which is, I, I think is true to a degree, but um, I think that um, people need to be mindful of the fact that um, not every animated film is for kids. Yeah, clearly, there, there are some adult animation, animated films that do exist and Flea, as I mentioned before, is one example of one. Yeah, it's about... Um, uh, a man who is trying to, um, who talks about the story of how he escaped uh, from his homeland because of war and stuff like that and his journey. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it was it was a quite um, harrowing documentary. Um, and there's other uh, adult animated films that exist out there in the world. I don't want to get too much into all of them, but yeah, I, it's it's really important for people to understand that animation is uh, a medium and not um, a genre that's exclusive for one demographic. Nice. Um, I'm a, uh, I mean, yeah, you're definitely right. Um, so I'm a little spaced out right now. 
today. <laughs> I don't know why. Mm. But yeah, you're absolutely right about that. Um, um, and I guess if though if Lee had actually won, I mean, first off, it would have been a huge upset, and a ceremony of the wise build was rather predictable. Um, would have been a glorious upset. <laughs> yeah, and it would have sent a real message that this is not like. The play the kids' playground anymore. It's um, you know, animation can be for adults as well. Yeah, um, I I think that was just send the message that yeah, uh, we we just like this movie. You know, it doesn't matter if um, it's not Disney or whatever. <laughs> Definitely. Um, I did watch a video um, about from Isaac Carlson who watched some videos uh, talking about um, some of the uh, uh, yeah, he, he was talking about the same point that I'm bringing up and how animation um, and people have worked uh, really hard um, to, to create these movies and it's, it's, it doesn't feel right to uh, for people to say that their, their hard-earned work is solely relegated to appeal to a kid's audience and stuff like that. Um, there's a lot more um, um, that uh, he um, said in that video in depth, but I, I just, um, I really like the video and um, people should check it out because, yeah, he really goes into more detail on that stuff. I really appreciate his um, take and his thought process on that. Um. Yeah, so that's the first thing I want to get out of the way. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Um. So. I guess do we want to briefly talk about Coda's best picture win? Uh, I feel sure. like it's. I feel like it's getting like lost in all the chaos that's resulted from this ceremony, and. Mm. We're not talking about like historic. It's um, it's history. Uh, like it's historicism the way we probably should be. Um, first off, it only has three nominations: none for directing or editing. That's a first since Grand Hotel, back when there were different rules. Mm. Um, editing didn't exist back then. Yeah. And um, let me just it's the first Sundance movie to win best picture. Um, it's and the it's, first the first film released by a streaming service to win best picture. And it's not Netflix, it's Apple TV plus. First film since Cavalcade win was less than five nominations. Um, uh, again, first since Grand Hotel to win with less than four. Um, sixth film to win was a directing nomination. Second film to win without an editing nomination. First since Driving Stacy to win without a DGA nomination. 
and the third film sent um and the third film since Rain Man won it without a Best Best Film nomination. Um, yeah, the Rain most Man. recent since Million Dollar Baby. Hmm. Um. Yeah the the editings that you said there was the second film to win uh, without editing since Birdman. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, since Birdman. Uh, because Coda Birdman is a tracking shot movie. Um, for those of us who already know that, yeah, or those of us who don't already know that, um, and um. I think the last non-tracking shot movie to win without a film editing nomination um, before Coda was Ordinary People, um, which is another family drama film that was up against uh, uh, a film that had an animal in its title, a Raging Bull, just like this, just like this past season, how Coda was up against the power of the dog. <laughs> yeah. Um. Um. First, uh, film. Uh, sorry. First film with majority deaf representation to to invest picture. Uh, yeah, definitely that. Um. Uh, yeah, that's inspiring. That um, is. You know, I I've had a. Uh, the thing about Coda's win, um, as, okay, first starting off with like awards and stuff like that, I kind of had a, in, after it won those four Sundance Awards, Grand Jury, Audience Award, uh, Director, and Ensemble, there was a part of me as of March of last year that wanted to make that as my year-end prediction, but I wasn't brave enough to do it because I was just like, what if, this is this is the most a film has won Sundance Awards, what if this just all of a sudden wins best picture. It was what I was thinking, but then, nah, I'm not. I wasn't brave enough to go for it. Should have went for it. <laughs> a little bit of nice feather in my cap, but um, yeah, here we are. Um, it's crazy. After, yeah, the, the the run that it's had, um, you know, similar to how uh, I think Hulu came out of nowhere and beat Netflix at the Emmys. Apple TV Plus, $25 million. Um, uh, yeah, it just it just went for it. And that is that is a history-making campaign, I, I must say. But, you know, um, I think people, they just wanted to feel good, which I, I don't have a problem with, honestly. Like, yeah, me neither. If, if a movie brings a lot of people joy in dark times, well, then there you go. Um, I know the online discourse has not been as friendly to Coda as <laughs> as audiences have been, but um, uh, yeah, Co I, I like that Coda made a lot of people um, feel great and um, brought a lot of joy. Uh, me personally, I liked the film. I watched it twice. The first time I was just like, this is this is okay and stuff like that. Second time, I liked it a little bit more. I thought, um, I, even though I still had certain issues with the screenwriting and everything like that, I, I still felt like that movie had uh, a lot of heart. Um, and, um, 
and its story. And it was very heartfelt and yeah, very heartwarming. So, you know, I could, I could definitely see how this story ap appeals to a lot of people who want that warmth. Um, I think a lot of people who watch some other movies this year that aren't as, you know, feel good as Coda, like Drive My Car, which deals with grief or Power of the Dog and stuff like that, they didn't feel that same level of warmth, especially with Power. Like some people felt like it was a little cold or, or the movie felt a little bit detached and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I, I, I can understand. Um, so do we want to talk about, um, the elephant in the room now? Um, before we talk about that, um, there's another elephant I want to address that I said I was going to address. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. uh yeah, um, apparently Farhadi, Oscar Farhadi, the director of The Heroes, being indicted for, um, copyright or plagiarism, I should say, um, because apparently he got the premise of his movie from one of his students um, when they were making, I think, a documentary about um, the real-life incident that a hero is based on. And so, yeah, um, there, there, there was a bit of back and forth between... Um, well, the the uh the the student in question, the female student, um, she she I think she, she um yeah she accuses Ferrati of uh, plagiarism. I think what happened is that his lawyer Ferrati's lawyer uh he said that the story that she was doing a documentary on has been um has been uh, reported many times before or something like that. Um, and so it, he he tried to defend Farhadi in saying that Farhadi was basing his story of a hero on those accounts more so than the documentary that she was, um, uh, that his student was making. Um, but he still got uh, indicted nonetheless. Um and I'm, I'm not like cute and I don't remember all the details of like the article I read on the Hollywood Reporter, but uh, uh, yeah, I think I, I, I'm, I'm not sure if they, they're going to do another trial for him, but right now it's not looking good for him uh, currently at the moment. So <sighs> to think like the possibility of, of uh, a plagiarism is, is quite an interesting thought. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's kind of shocking to me to hear this happen. Um, yeah, and I don't want to, and I want to, um, I want to look to see where all this goes see what happens for him in the future and uh but i also want to know a little bit more details about it uh, the whole situation as well i just described what i can
So, the um, bigger elephant in the room, shall we? Um, yeah, the old Will Smith slapping Chris Rock. I think it's significant for us to talk about today in this recording because uh, of the recent news that the, 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 the action the Academy took to punish Will Smith for his actions on live international TV. And that is banning him from attending the Academy Awards for 10 years. <laughs> for, ten whole, for a whole decade uh, for slapping someone on international TV. Which uh, I don't really, I don't like that sentence. <laughs> I don't like, uh, no. I, I don't like that at all. I know people can uh, are are, are going to refer to you know uh, Woody Allen and uh, Harvey Weinstein. I um, and, and you know all that kind of stuff is like, well, why why can't the Academy punish them or something like that? Or well, I mean, Harvey's in jail and Polanski's not even in the country. <laughs> I but I I do think. I do think they revoked the um, revoked um. I do think, yeah, membership at yeah. least for at least for Polanski and Weinstein. Uh, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I feel like would Harvey Weinstein be producing movies if he wasn't in jail? I feel like he probably would. And mm. I just kind of find it hypocritical. Like, I don't know if I'm going too far in saying this, but if Will Smith were white, would he be receiving this sort of scrutiny? Uh, yeah, it, I, I, don't, I don't know. Like, the the thing about the incident, uh, uh, well, before I even say that, but oftentimes I like to call Harvey Weinstein he who shall not be named. <laughs> and I and I know yeah. that's that's the name that um, the people on Next Best Picture give to him, which I thought, which I think is hilarious. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he deserves that name to be called on him. But yeah, um, as far as Will Smith is concerned, I kind of understand like the reaction of it all because it was so like the incident was so immediate and. Um, like you're 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 assaulting someone or or committing battery um, on international TV live during a prestigious ceremony, and that's not right. And that kind of you know that that moment took away um, a lot of the uh, moments for the rest of people, the rest of the winners for the night. Cast a pretty dark shadow on the rest of the night, and so it was almost impossible for. Uh, people to relish in those historic victories for the other winners that um, came after that instant. But yeah, I think a lot of people can agree with me on that punishment is way too severe. Um, like yeah. if, if, if I were the Academy, like suspending his, like before he, if he didn't resign, I would have suspended his membership for maybe maybe two years I guess uh, I don't know maybe a year a year might 
actually sound more fair, but you're one or two years or something like that. Suspending the membership uh, or maybe just not inviting him back for the next year um, to uh, be a presenter. Like no, nothing, nothing as egregious as 10 years uh, with, uh, without attending the ceremony because that's almost like the um, incident that happened, I think, in Florida where a black woman shot a wall and got in prison for 20 years. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, uh, that's, 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 that, that doesn't feel right. I, yeah, I, I don't know how much of a factor um, him being, I don't know exactly how much of a factor him being black um, factors into this. It, to be completely honest, it could factor more um, it, it can factor a lot. It can factor um, somewhat. Um, I'm not going to say it's not a factor. That's what I'm not going to say. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's crazy just how um, how that all happened. Uh, yeah, whether or not it's a factor, I guess it's it's just like the immediacy of the response. Um, that came as a result of, you know, the live assault that I felt like was understandable. But at the same time, they they could they should have been nicer <laughs> about that. They should have been nicer than yeah. that. Yeah. Um, I mean, for what I've said, I don't feel like um, I need to provide my personal opinion on the matter. Um, I think you provided a pretty reasonable stance on it. Um, but it's just unfortunate that this is what we're going to talk about. And in general, I don't think this ceremony is going to be looked on that fondly. Um, this just feels deflating in so many ways. And, and the fact that Jimmy Kimmel has now hosted the second craziest ceremony in Oscar history it is quite unfortunate as well. He joked about that during one of his uh, episodes. And I, I heard that they did an SNL skit. Um, inevitably, they did an SNL skit about this. I didn't see it yet. Um, well, I might see it. Just see what they did. Either way, I think... Um, I do think both Chris Rock and Will Smith were in the wrong. Chris Rock for making an insensitive joke and then Will Smith for slapping him in response. And uh, maybe someone, somebody should have escorted Will Smith out of the room, regardless of Chris Rock not wanting that to happen. Um, he, Will's just lucky Chris didn't press any charges. Uh, yeah. As far as the uh, ceremony is concerned, um, we want to briefly talk about that before I get into some thoughts about um, the winners of the categories. Um, yeah, 
Yeah. Um. So the winner, um, I mean, best actress, the winner was Jessica Chastain for the Eyes of the Day. I, um, for for a very long time, I've been saying. The Iron Lady, the Iron Lady, the Iron Lady, the Iron Lady, the Iron Lady. Um, since <laughs> September. <laughs> Even when Kristen Stewart was coming in hot, I still said Jessica Chastain is going to pull an Iron Lady. Um, after that bath of this, I figured that Chastain would win SAG and Critics' Choice, um, which were the same two, which are the two precursors that Meryl Streep and Marion Cotillard and La Vie and Rose did not win when they won their respective Oscars and lead actress. So I figured that that Jessica is going to follow a similar route, just it's going to look a little different. And that's exactly what happened. Tammy Faye won more Oscars than the whole of Netflix combined this year. <laughs> well, Netflix with all of its films and short films and stuff like that. Yeah, many films. And, and and they and they and they should never cut those eight categories ever again. I I should I I need to just point that out. Do you agree? Eight, the eight edited categories were a bad idea. <laughs> I think it, it 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 didn't it didn't work. It didn't shorten the ceremony. Obviously, um, uh, because they were making too many times for the comedic bits from the hosts, who for the most part were pretty good. I mean, the Regina Hall bit didn't work for me. The Amy Schumer bits worked for me until she made that seat filler joke, which I wasn't a fan of. Not that I. Okay, I didn't know at the time that Kirsten Dunst was in on the joke. I have to admit on myself. Um, I have to admit that. Um, yeah, um, I wasn't aware that Kirsten Dunst was in on um, that whole joke, that, that C filler joke that Amy Schumer made. And then social media started going crazy and then she had to explain it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Uh, but I still felt like it was a flat joke, nonetheless. It was flat. And then she went on like a brief tirade of just bad jokes. And then she made a comment about um, she wanted to joke on the Alec Baldwin, on the uh, Alec Baldwin incident. And I'm just like, oh, no, 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 no. And, you know, all heck broke loose. You know what I mean? <laughs> Oh man. Yeah. I, yeah. It, it's, I can't believe that she wanted to say that, but they didn't allow her to. Thank goodness. That was cut from the script because that would not have been, that would have been bad taste. And then she tried to defend it and say, oh, someone could slap someone on live TV, but I can't make a joke about this. Well, I was like, because somebody died during that incident. <laughs> Amy, like, yeah, that's why you can't make a joke about it. It's not funny. Uh, Wanda Sykes, though, was my favorite. And I know people don't like 
the museum bit that she did in the ceremony, but that uh, I I liked it. I enjoyed. She was the most consistently good, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I didn't. Um, I didn't really pay attention for most of that ceremony, so I'm not sure. I could um, give a fair assessment of how good um, Sykes or Schumer or uh, Paul were, but I'm sure they all had their moments or something. They were strong when they were together. Um, when they when they were separate, there was various levels of, you know, you might like one more than the other. But when they were together, though, they had like good singers like oh there was one um um zinger that amy schumer had where she was like ooh um you know what's in the immemorial package this year golden globes which is true <laughs> to an extent but um uh you know the oscars kind of shot themselves in the foot multiple times too so i don't know <laughs> uh and then Wanda Sykes even said, oh, um, movie lovers unite, and then they watch TV. <laughs> like, like things like that, um, that I, I thought, I, I thought they were really strong together. They, they did like a dress up bit where they were different characters in different movies. Wanda Sykes was King Richard, or Richard Williams, uh, Regina Hall was Tammy Faye, and I like the joke where she said, I always wanted to play a crazy white woman. <laughs> uh, and then Amy Schumer was Spider-Man, um, and, she, and she needed, quote-unquote, help to get out of her suit. And then when, she came, when Schumer came back, that was after the Will Smith incident, and she said, Whoa, what, hap what happened? The atmosphere in the room changed. It's all different now. <laughs> I was just trying to get out of my suit. It was funny. Um, I, and the, the, the last duel joke, I understand that people had a problem with it. And even though I like the last duel myself, I really like that film. I laughed at it. Uh, I, I thought it was funny, but I can understand like people work hard on that film, um, and stuff like that. So yeah, I, 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 I could see why people might have a problem with that. Um, the joke. Um, so, I guess, now that we've gone through all that, um, I guess we can kind of wrap up on this, um, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, oh, and, I'm sorry, um, um, one, maybe two more things, um, no more Oscar fan favorite or, um, <laughs> cheer yeah. moment. Yeah. Oh, I, I almost forgot. Um, just my overall thoughts. Um, like some of the last thoughts. Uh, I think Will Passer should just not produce a ceremony like this uh, ever again. And I think that the president of the Academy, Dave Rubin, should resign. Hmm. I I'm inclined to agree. Uh, to to be to an extent, to be honest with you. Um, uh, because yeah, that. Fan favorite, even though to be honest, 
unpopular opinion, I did like the flash share moment. <laughs> I did <laughs> like that moment, genuinely. Um, I just but... laugh at that, at the Snyder fan base hijacking an award that was so blatantly created for Spider-Man. Yep, 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 yep. But yeah, uh, never again, never again. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I had a, can, can I just, can I just um, talk about one thing regards to best original song? Yeah. Because there was something that, well, okay. It was crazy for me to hear the news that Beyonce was, that she wanted to be the first to perform that night. Otherwise she wouldn't perform at all. That was a little crazy in my opinion. I don't, I don't feel good about that, <laughs> of having that ultimatum. But aside from all that and the whole Bruno thing and how they didn't sing the lyrics to the songs, um, to the actual song, but even though I personally enjoyed it um, for what it was, as far as predicting what would win Best Original Song, man, I don't know, man. Like, people were... They, some people had no time to die at number one for like months, but then after won the Critics' Choice, after it swept the season, Golden Globes, it won the Grammy a year earlier, and then and then after Critics' Choice, they switched to Dos Orbitas. Like that's that's what I saw for some people too, like like No Time to Die literally swept the season, and now you're switching to Dos Orbitas. After after No Time to Die already won an award, that is that is just insane. I I honestly would argue that Be Alive is number two because I did my homework. It it does matter if um Oscar if uh, the Oscar voters do like a movie in the song category. So you know if they if that movie has more than one nomination, just like how Monsters Inc. had it, and you know Best Picture nominations do matter. Um, people were predicting Dos Orgitas for the EGOT narrative, which is only like a small section of the Academy that I felt like would want to push Lin-Manuel Miranda to an EGOT. But everybody else was just predicting, they, they were voting on what they liked, EGOT or not. Honestly, the EGOT narrative did not work with Cynthia Erivo, um for Harriet. It worked with John Legend, but guess what? John Legend, the, the the song Glory, it was from Selma. That had a Best Picture nomination. So I don't know what else to tell you. Like Best Picture nomination, Big Star, Beyonce. Um, although I I understand that Van Morrison is also a famous musician. I I would argue Beyonce is a big pop star. I would argue Be Alive was number two. Like instead of Dos Orgitas. Um I know Encanto was yeah. What was that? Oh, I said probably so. Yeah, especially like the year prior, the movie that won Best Original Song was in a Best Picture nominee. Fight for You for Judas and the Black Desire. So yeah, that was that's my brief rant on Best Original Song. Like, why would you why would you go from No Time to Die that you had a number one for weeks to go sort of beat us after after No Time to Die just swept? That's that's wild. Yeah, that's a little unwise. Sorry, that was just my rant. That was just my rant on best original song. I just wanted to pour that out there. So, um, 
thank you for appearing. Uh, thank you for agreeing to show up on this podcast. I had a great time. Um, so um, how can we find you on social media and on the internet and such? You can find me on YouTube at the Oscar Juggernaut. I also have a gaming channel called Game Boy Wanda, capital G, and then the rest are lowercase the numbers A M E B O Y one, the number one, D A. Um, those I have. Those are my two YouTube channels: the Oscar Juggernaut and Game Boy Wanda, my gaming channel. Um, you can find me on Twitter at juggernaut oscar all one word uh you can find me on letterbox um yeah uh at www.letterbox.com slash gameboywanda and you'll see my profile there so yeah that's where you can find me awesome um you can find me on um you can find me on Twitter at Gabe Joker. You can find me on um, Instagram at Gabe Warren. You can find me. Um, you can find um, my alternate Oscars page at alternate Oscars on Twitter. I also have a Patreon account. I'll link the description below. Um, be sure to rate and review this podcast for visibility's sake, and subscribe through your choice of server. And and. Until the next ceremony, sit back and relax, cheers and enjoy, and thank you for listening to the alternate Oscars. Shalom.